great future. We're talking real money. With Retire Meet heading headlong toward us. Heading headlong? I guess hurtling, it is. Right Barreling, out. hurtling, plunging, flying. Uh, we decided we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about retirement, which is what we're going to do at Retire Meet. So what we hope you'll do is um, be a part of what we're going to do here. Listen very closely because we're going to share some information on getting to retirement that has some hidden messages underneath it all. Talking about a couple of articles. One was from Barron's, and I forgot where the other one was from. Where was that other one from? I don't remember because I just look at them and take the notes and that's that. uh, Yeah, There are a couple of articles on retirement. One of them is entitled Americans Retirement Thinking is Stuck in the Past and How to Fix It. Um, and the other was, hold on, I'm going to pull it up. I know I have it right here. It's about, yeah, retirement myths and, uh, the things that you, you, you believe about retirement that not, aren't necessarily true. Now, these are both news articles from major financial publications. You got your air quotes around news, news. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they purport them out as news. I aren't they? I don't know. Well, so what? What is it that we are getting wrong? These guys say about retirement, Tom. Well, they t- they go through the myths. This is a Meriprise's article that that found its way into the, the punchline. Oh, sorry. Well, because their myth number one was I don't need to revisit my withdrawal rate. My myth for number one for a Meriprise is I don't have to pay two percent a year to get help. Uh, <laughs> which is, I'm sorry, it's outrageous. Um. Myth number one, they say, I don't need to revisit my withdrawal rate. I happen to agree with them here. In other words, you can't just say, I'm going to take 10% out of your eight. I think that's something you should look at annually. I have no argument with this. Um, And we've talked many times about having a flexible withdrawal strategy, right? You make a little bit more, you take more out. You make a little less, you take less. I think having a fixed amount that pays the, the bills and then a separate amount for the other things you want to do in your life, whether it's travel, do something for your grandkids, whatever it is. I, I happen to agree with number one that yes, uh, the myth is you don't need to revisit your withdrawal rate. You probably will have to at some point in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And that just makes, these are so far, we're just dealing with common sense. Yeah. Um, number two also agree with Medicare will cover all healthcare costs. That's not true. Um, there's a lot of things that could come up that will not be covered by Medicare. So again, when you're looking at your sort of household budget for the long haul should include something for unexpected healthcare. Um, I know Donna. And then that's another thing you're going to want to revisit regularly because it may end up being that down the road, something, another plan looks better than, than the one you have. Now here's one that absolutely drives me Nuts. I know it does with Don and actually at Ameriprise. We have to, we, we agree here. Uh, Social Security goes myth three won't last, that it's going away. You're not going to get it. It's going to blow up in 2030, whatever it is when the there's let it. By the way, it's not, it suggests when people use that, that there's going to be no dollars. Social Security is a pay as you go system. There's to be money coming in. Under the current scenario, the money coming in will not pay the money going out, right? So there's going to have to be a change, but it's not blowing up. It's not going away. Part two is it's part of the three-legged stool. Uh, there would be, 
huge issues in the nation's capital if they were to let it derail because so so many people are so dependent on it. Yeah, it it has to be fixed and it will eventually be fixed. It just won't be fixed until the very last moment because Congress despises anything that might make them look bad for a few moments. Uh, and you're going to have to do something. You're either going to have to raise the retirement age, which is going to make a few people mad, or you're going to have to tax people past the $168,000 where Social Security taxes stop coming out. Uh, either or a combination of those, thereof. Either of those right. or both yeah. would solve likely. the problem. Yeah, and, and I did have to giggle recently when a politician said, in Washington... We argue about everything, but solve nothing. So I thought that was kind of cute. Um, okay. Myth number five, I'll spend less. I totally agree. I think people way underestimate how much money they're going to spend. They they come to us all the time and say, geez, we make $250,000, but we only spend 80. And I say, where's the other, what, 100, what, what 170 going? I don't know. Most people have no idea what they spend. No, it just, it leaks. It leaks. My, people my bank don't know. has a leak. <laughs> and you're spending it, right? Whether it's on the dog or the car or whatever, whatever thing it is, you're, it, 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 yes, I completely agree. And so there, that gets back to having some flexibility. Myth, myth number six, I'll live in the same place throughout my retirement. Yeah, I can't imagine that one. I, I don't even know how people can believe that given how much your life changes right. as you get older. I mean, one, your kids grow up and you end up with this big cavernous home, Tom, exactly. Don, <laughs> We're in the speaking same. to you. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it came up again last night at dinner about your visit, whether you're going to be spending time inside the house or out in sleeping out in your uh, silver bullet. I'm in the airstream. I'm in stock. All right. Okay. I didn't know. That's I, where I have my you know, nice that's funny memory because Aria said, bed. Aria said, I think they're going to want to stay inside, Dad. And I think, and Danielle said, nah, they're going to stay out because that they're, you're used to it. I said, the only question I would have was if it's warm during the summer, how hot does that thing get? Well, come on. It's Seattle, not South Florida. Mm, Seattle, August, it could be in the 90s. It happens. It could, but we got yeah. an air conditioner. Okay. Just checking. So, anyway, uh, I totally agree. I mean, your life will change. Your life has changed. It'll change again. It may change very dramatically as you get older. So I think we're, we don't argue that much with Ameriprise on these points. No, we don't. And the fact of the matter is they really weren't selling anything there. So good for them. But the fact of the matter is it was, this piece was in, I think it was Money Magazine. I'm trying to find it. I don't know where I put it. Uh, but it was a paid ad. And they 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 couch these paid ads in some really squishy language. The other article came from Barron's. Barron's is part of the Wall Street Journal. And the, again, this one, uh, let's see, it has a, it has a disclaimer here. Oh, they call it a guest commentary. Guest commentary. <laughs> Gotta love that, huh? Yeah. It's a guest commentary about retirement. He talks about, by the way, the three-legged stool in the article, Tom. Ooh, yeah. He does. Is- but yeah, his important. advice is he's saying we're stuck in the past when it comes to retirement and that we should make some changes to fix it. 
Well, I mean, and this gets back to the good old days argument, right? Things were better. We got to make them better again, right? We need to fix retirement. People don't have enough money. People too reliant on Social Security. What are we going to do to make this better? Um, and you mentioned the three legs, which I should have made clear before, Social Security, savings, and pensions, uh, of which pensions are a very, very small number. Yeah, it, this is always my struggle. Here's the problem, they say, and here's our sneaky but very profitable solution Oh, very profitable for ourselves. Um, <laughs> well, we haven't disclosed who this person is yet writing this guest yeah. commentary. Yeah. Uh, retirees, they, according to the author, can delay claiming Social Security benefits until they're eligible for 100% of their benefits by using annuities as a short-term bridge for a fixed number of years between full or partial retirement. Okay, now, so buy an annuity to yeah. act as a bridge. Okay. Huh. You give somebody else your money. They're going to give you some of it back. As we've pretty clearly shown on this podcast, it's a long time till you get their money. So pretty soon before you get your money back. Um, and then they want you to do this as part of a defined contribution plan. Now, remember, the Secure Act 1.0 in 2019 allowed employers to include annuities in defined contribution plans. According to the author, relatively few have done so. Um, and that means that needs to change, according to the author, especially given a significant majority of Americans want annuities offered in their employer sponsored retirement plans. Now, yeah, they don't yeah, cite a source they, for that. They, they only just tell want you. annuities if you tell them, hey, this is a guarantee. You want a guaranteed income? Yeah, I want a guaranteed income. But you understand a guaranteed income means you're going to have less money. Oh, I'm not OK with that. I want the more money and the guaranteed income. You can't have both. You want the more money or do you want the guaranteed income? It's a trade-off, as most things in life are. Are you, so you going to say who the author is? Or not yet. Not okay. yet. What else did he He's, suggest? Oh, well, there are all kinds of wonderful things that may. Um, <laughs> he he suggested that in our that that we um, that we have an basically he he wants annuities to be an asset class. Yep. He wants, as he, as Tom said, the annuities and defined contribution plans. But the, really the only thing that is, is good advice in here is that he would like to see more employees getting financial advice as a, as a benefit. But they don't say where. Yeah. And my <laughs> guess is that he wants the advice to come from this group right here, the one he works for, the Alliance for Lifetime Incomes Retirement Income Institute. They don't mention the A word there because they know as soon as people hear that, they out click. They don't pay attention anymore, right? Well, but, but this group is funded by the annuity industry. Ah, yes, that wonderful $360 billion worth of sales last year that makes you all feel better. This is one, actually, the, this last piece of advice I think is good. Make financial advice an employee benefit. Now, we have recently started something in-house where uh, the people that are in operations who are not day-to-day -day dealing with money in the in the manner of giving advice have an advisor now in our office. I This is an idea I had. That's a let's great idea. Let's, let's do that. We've seen it elsewhere. Delta Airlines, of which Delta, if you're listening, please call me back because um, I was going to talk about your wonderful employee program, which you're educating people through. Delta got 33,000 of their employees, at least so far, to enroll in an employee uh, advice program, financial advice. Now, here's the way it worked. They gave you a thousand bucks if you're willing to sit through the classes. Okay, whatever it takes to get you to sit down and know a little bit about your money. 
So a thousand bucks to go to a school, bucks. go to a class. That's right. Thousand bucks to, for financial I, I, literacy. I'd take that. Exactly. So it can work. This, this is a good Delta should be praised for doing this. Others should steal the idea um, because you're right. Literacy is absolutely critical here. We need to have more people understand about saving, about investing, about money in general. So that one I agree with. The an in-house annuity program that uh, could be set up at your employer, no. that could be a pass. I don't think there's any reason to discuss it. No. I, again, it's, it's, a, it's a means by which to make the insurance company richer. And if you're making the insurance company richer, there's only one person who can be made poorer. And, and that that's you. Yeah. If you want, if you, uh, if you're willing to take more risk, if you want no risk whatsoever, annuities can be fine, but you're not going to make much money. It's just not the way they work. The insurance company makes money. You get security, semi-security. Yeah. No, and, and I think that semi, right? Because it's only as good as the issuer. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, you're going to, if the numbers are to be believed, lose to inflation. Um, and number three is you could do that on your own, you know, or someone else who's not selling you a product where you're stuck, where you're paying a high fee, et cetera, et cetera. So time for a couple questions here. I know we were cutting. I love questions. I know you do questions. All right. This comes from Doug in beautiful Jasper, Alabama. Yes. Uh, found your podcast a few weeks ago and I'm loving it. Thank you for that, Doug. I really appreciate the volume of work you two make available to us and uh, who are interested in investing for the future. Doug is a 32-year-old college professor, has Uh access to a state pension at retirement, plus is invested in the 457 plan and, of course, Social Security. Wow, that's great. So my cash flow in retirement will be relatively consistent and easily accessible. Given my retirement funding choices, do you think I need to work with a financial advisor? Well, my age answer 32 is maybe I, I it's, it's a good, it, it has been found to be a good thing. The problem is finding a good one. Uh, that is always the real challenge is finding a good investment advisor. But at uh, 32, I, I think mean, you could find somebody who could, you could pay a few hours for yeah. set you up and away you go as an accumulator. Yeah, but still, sometimes it just really depends on the person. Sometimes having yeah. someone guiding you, as long as they're not particularly expensive, uh, and again, there's that Vanguard study that was done several years ago, the uh, Advisor Alpha, that showed that having an advisor the right added type. a lot yeah. of money to your returns. They said 3% a year. I know. Shocking still. So the answer is maybe. I mean, I guess when I read this, I thought, well, how comfortable are you making decisions with like your 457 how comfortable are you about where you're how much you're saving here here and that kind of thing that if you're like eh, i'm not sure and how comfortable then, yeah. are you with the downturns exactly yeah thank you what the wait the market goes down yeah yeah and if he's 32 he didn't really see the last one that's true not much so yeah unless you're Really so paying attention in 0809. It can be valuable because that's one of the things that an advisor does that is the most valuable, I it's think. It's shocking. It's keeping you in the game. Yeah. Not hard, allowing hard to you to get out and then forcing you to rebalance. That's that's another psychological hurdle that's difficult to overcome. All right. Uh, here's another question. And this one, I, there's another podcaster who does an episode 
and it's uh, fill in his name and says stinks afterwards. Uh, this oh, could be Clark. in that category. Yeah, Clark. Okay. Clark stinks. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, says Clark. in your better in an ETF episode, yeah. you claim mm-hmm. if you max out your Roth IRA for the first 10 years of your working career and never invest again, you'll end up with $6 million after 40 years. There's no way your math is correct here. I'm curious how you got to $6 million. I ran calculations before that show, before that, that show if you max out your Roth IRA every year for 40 years and make 9%, you end up with roughly $2.5 million. Yeah, I remember the episode, and we talked about a lot of different scenarios. The first scenario we talked about was just doing it for 10, and that was a big number, and I don't remember what the exact number was. Uh, but then later I said, what if you just put the, and I, 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 I'm pretty sure I said this, I didn't go back and listen, but I remember this pretty distinctly and I ran the numbers again and they match. I said, if you put 6,000 a year into your Roth for 50 years and it earns 9%, assuming it earns 9%, you end up with over $6 million. Ah, okay. So it's not, you don't just save for the 10 years and then bounce. No, You got to keep hustling for the 50 years. If you save for... Uh, 50 years, 9% a year at uh, six grand. Right, okay. right, right, right. And that I think that came about what? from a, a conversation about Roth IRAs. I mean, uh, 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 but five, why don't you just for sake five, of argument, 529s, 529. Is he right about the two and a half if you do 10 years at nine and then never do anything again? Uh, yeah, he's that right. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, no, he's right. Which is still. Yeah pretty remarkable amount of money when you set As a matter of fact, here, a year here's what's years. really interesting. And this is why I did it. I think, uh, what is the, the limit on 529 plans into Roths? $35,000. $35,000, but it has to be done. You have the, to have the earnings. Yes. Each year to do that. So you could, yeah. you could only max it out. So you can only do the six a year. Then here's the interesting thing. If you did 35,000 in a Roth and you never added another penny, and you left it in there for 50 years. This would be your grandparents or parents putting the money that was in your 529 into your yeah, Roth IRA yeah. and letting it go. $3 million. It's still a lot of money. So, so yeah, technically you're correct, Avery. You may have just misunderstood what Don was saying. Let's yeah, and I re- yeah. remember the show and we ran a lot of different numbers. Like, yeah. We ran a lot Any of different Any way scenarios. you look at it, it shows you that starting early, setting the money aside and investing it properly makes a huge difference in your life. That's dramatic. Any one of those numbers is absolutely gigantic. Yeah. And and again, here's another one. If you just put, let's say you, you put the 35,000 in and you didn't make anything for the per- first few years and then you let it sit there at 9% for 45 years, you still have $2, billion, $2 million. It's whatever the number is, time compounding makes money. Compounding over time. Wait, that, can I add it. something to that? Yeah, what? A lot. Oh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> a lot of money by any measure. So anyway, so, thank you. Yeah, Avery, for and when we throw a lot of numbers around, I know on in a podcast, it can get like frustrating. Yeah, no, I agree. Track it's hard. Because I do throw a lot of numbers out there sometimes. So, but yeah, uh, 6 million, if you did 6,000, now it's assuming that Roth IRA, your, your contributions never go up. Just 6,000 for 50 years. That sounds like $300,000. 6,000 for 50 years at what the market has made. Now we don't know that it will, 
actually a little less is 9%. Yeah. Because remember, it's tax-free. So um, $6 million is just a lot of money on 300000 Turns out. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, retire meet coming up. Soon. You know, this is we the, all these topics we cover on this podcast, things like claiming Social Security, how to invest for retirement, retirement income, right? We even get into a little bit about Medicare eh, every once in a while, housing. We just touched on that. Um, we talk about sort of preventing yourself from being defrauded. Uh, you know, we every once in a while touch on the great work that Paul Merriman's done or the folks at Dimensional, all those things. And guess what? In this case, they're all in one day. All those great people right on your computer if you want to join us virtually for Retire Meet 2024. That is February 24th, because it's easy to remember. Um, only change this year that we've done in years past. We're asking you to contribute $5 for your attendance, which we're giving to, uh, I think it's two not-for-profits that uh, that do financial literacy. And yes, Don, I will get the names. I don't recall right Wait, off the top of my head. Uh, now, just make sure, one is one of them the Alliance for Lifetime Incomes Retirement Income yes, Institute? dude, we got to get in on this $360 billion a year of annuities. We got to start funding this thing so it'll take off. Let's go. Oh, we're not funding them. That was no, a joke. Okay. Because yeah. okay. of the guys so who are talking So sign up about. right now, retiremeet.com. All right. Please tell your friends, your neighbors, your family, your whomever's about the podcast, because the more the merrier. You don't need to keep this for yourself. It, it, it can be infinite. We can have an infinite number of listeners. Well, you know, until the internet explodes. So uh, it doesn't really matter. Just tell everybody. And thank you for being there. I'm Don. Tom's over there. And uh, we're hanging out, doing that thing we do, talking real money. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. And the lawyers get richer.